Do you know what Chicago mix popcorn is? Oh yeah, sweet and salty. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got it's it's usually like one quarter caramel and three quarter cheddar. It's kind of like a weird mix, but then once you get into it, you get really into. I, I personally get really into it, but oh, I yeah. also find it very hard to find one that's cheesy enough as a popcorn and caramely enough as a caramel that it, it balances well. Uh, and like I want both to be good. <laughs> My only complaint is that once I start eating it, I can't stop. Like, yeah, I literally <laughs> cannot stop. It's so good. I know. And it just is another like because the sweet and salty combination of flavor has has been around in like different creations like all over the place but like there's something about chicago mixed popcorn that is like i can't yeah. i can't stop I and it doesn't feel like it should work either if you mixed cheddar into your caramel you wouldn't you'd be like that's disgusting but for yeah. some reason because they're separate and yeah. other chip companies have tried to do it with different kind of flavors but those those don't mix the same way especially because you're not getting like a handful with a variety pack of it and chewing them all at the same time so it's going to be your kind of like it's like your alternating chips but with Chicago Mix Popcorn, you get, you know, five or six kernels and you pop them in your mouth and you're getting just different blasts of flavors in the same kind of like chewing experience. It's very, yeah, it's a very kind of unique experience and I think it's really underrated. Very, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where we can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good, thank you. How was your birthday? My birthday was pretty good, pretty darn good. It was exactly what I wanted it to be, which was a nice, relaxing day with the family and nothing crazy, uh, but just got to explore some uh, local cuisine and uh, some local uh, bevies. Uh, my son got me not one, not two, not three, but four different beers to try. And so he knew exactly. <laughs> wow, what... did, was it a fake idea already? <laughs> Well, you know what? He's just growing so fast, it's hard to tell how old he is, right? Oh, yeah. He just looks so yeah. much older than he actually is. So, yeah. <laughs> he picks some good ones, so obviously my uh, my taste in beer uh, has uh, transcended upon him. That's not yeah, how perfect. that. That's not a good description, but hey, we're going with it. That's funny. Did you do anything new or remarkable that you can share with us? Oh, we went to a new restaurant that I probably won't talk about this episode, but I probably will at some point because it's got a really cool uh, vibe to it and a really cool uh, premise to it, and it's also locally cool. owned. So there you go. Um, gotta love that. Gotta love that. Absolutely. Um, one of the coolest things uh, though was my wife got me a virtual reality headset called the uh, meta quest 3 which is the newest right. version of this and it is wild it is so much fun to play games that you're just completely immersed in it and you turn your head and you can even walk around like in your room to move your character yeah, yeah. in certain games and um i was mountain climbing in like the alps for a little bit there <laughs> and uh pretty darn good at it man i uh i gotta say virtual reality climbing is uh is probably my uh caliber of rock climbing at this point <laughs> don't quite need the finger strength the same way but no exactly yeah but I remember the only the only time I played VR was at your bachelor party, and this was during like minimal, like no more than six people together yeah. at a time, and we were playing on your friends. And I remember we were playing a boxing game, and uh, your <laughs> no. fist went straight into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think I put a hole in the wall, thankfully. <laughs> no, it was actually I think it was like a glass door or something, and so yeah. it was perfectly fine. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the very, dangers, I guess. Yeah. Oh no, kidding! It is so entertaining, um, and so this is. I think that one was the Meta Quest Two, and so this one is their newest generation. So better graphics, higher, um, bigger memory, that kind of stuff, and bigger games. And uh, cool. Yeah, there's. I'm playing through a game where you're kind of like this Egyptian kind of demigod, and like you're going through like ancient Egypt, solving puzzles and battling monsters, and like you actually have to like reach down with your controller and pick out your weapon as like the things are flying at you, and you have to block and like you have to actually wow. like physically swing and stuff like that and uh oh it's it's wild it's <laughs> um it's so much fun and so i uh whenever my son's done for a na- down for a nap which is kind of the only time i we get to do like our own thing unless there's yeah, like stuff yeah. to do around the house then that's kind of my time to play around and actually i like put on a bit of a sweat this morning uh <laughs> was in sweatpants and like a uh, and like a sweatshirt for whatever reason and uh yeah i started kind of sweating a little bit i actually had to like stop and just be like <laughs> which was funny. pretty funny yeah yeah um this is your new workout routine exactly well and there's just like lifting virtual weights <laughs> <laughs> goes with like virtual rock climbing man it's just good yeah, exactly. exercise yeah. <laughs> um there's uh also a game called i i don't know if uh we played it on my bachelor party but uh the walk the plank yeah yeah as which is like the, the classic vr game where like you get like fully immersed in it and like the premise of it is all you do is go into an elevator go to the top floor of a skyscraper and the doors open up and there's just this plank of wood that you have to walk to the end of and jump off yeah yeah and and I don't know, like, it took me a lot, the first time, it, it really took me a long time to actually do it, because you do yeah. feel like you're right on the top of a skyscraper. Everywhere you turn is just this virtual world that they've created, and so yeah. it feel like your mind is telling you, like, you're in danger, you're in danger, yeah. <laughs> don't jump I off. Remember, so the, the headset can hook up to a TV, so, mm-hmm. like, other people that aren't playing can see what the player sees, Yeah, and I remember the first time, and you were the first one to do it, and... I couldn't fathom how it was so hard for you to just be like, oh, just walk off the edge or whatever. Yeah. And you, it took you a while. You're like, ah, and we're like, just go or whatever. And then I did it. And immediately I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yes. <laughs> it's, it's funny how like, it's totally different, like seeing it on a screen, obviously, because you can separate that in your mind. But then once you're immersed in it, it's like, and they have like sounds different. of like birds, like flying by or chirping and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. So I've been playing around with that a lot. And, uh, um, my, uh, my friend, uh, showed me this game, um, that was right up my alley, which is, a, a soccer goalkeeper game where you're oh. just the goalkeeper and you have to stop the ball. And there's a lot of like actual workouts that you work on your reflexes and stuff like that. So it's, it's a neat thing that I'm probably going to do on the off season. And, Funny. Um, yeah. So it was super interesting. Just um, no diving in the house. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need you diving through the couches and walls and stuff. (laughs) Dive through a glass window, uh, door or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are things with you, man? How are, uh, um, 
how's school going? And uh, you must be close yeah. to the end of your last semester, basically. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe about halfway through. Reading breaks, reading break starts next week. Oh, perfect. Which will be a nice break. Um, I don't, I don't actually love having reading break because it kind of it it extends the length of the yeah. semester and kind of lose momentum but this has been such a weird start to the semester anyway mm-hmm. i think it might be a good kind of like reset yeah and i actually took the whole week off work so i get to kind of just chill nice. and it's my wife's birthday at the end of the week and Oof. so we get to just have like a nice lead up to that and just enjoy kind of some time together for one last go before i finish school and dive straight into a job and everything so yeah, yeah. um it, that'll be really nice and i'm looking forward to that and uh it was funny i went to a this well it it wasn't kind of like a career festival but they had like a bunch of like career recruiters Mm -hmm. set up in the school last week and it was supposed to be for like environmental and um like sustainability kind of right corporations and uh people that are coming like specifically to try to kind of recruit like new grads or like co-ops and stuff and there was some there was like a lot of like the city of you know, Coquitlam, Burnaby, Vancouver, like those kinds of places. And Mm -hmm. then there was a few kind of government jobs and a few kind of like IT sector jobs. And then about 15, no, maybe not 15, probably like 10 police forces, military, like transit police, security, uh, corrections officers and stuff like that. Like you have no place here. (laughs) What are you doing (laughs) here? Not exactly like, but they come to all of them. Right. But it's, it's almost like off-putting going to them in the first because it's like almost well not half but like a good section of it is just a bunch of like correction like um law enforcement and equivalent mm-hmm. and it's just funny to to think that that's being brought into the school to generate it's like oh yeah like i'm coming out with a bachelor degree of sustainability and i'm gonna go be a surrey police officer or whatever <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense so yeah uh, the recruiting yeah. never stops, though. Nowhere. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. but whatever is is what it is. It's just it's, it's just, just kind funny. of a funny thing to see. Yeah, and yeah. I'm getting I'm getting um, notifications from school about different departments getting their own kind of recruiting and it's just kind of like a joke between me and my wife now it's like oh like how many police officers are going to be there like is this actually <laughs> like worth going to so yeah but yeah I'm very excited to be well into the semester and like getting to the point where it's it I'm right at the point where everything starts to get towards the peak and like everything's like overwhelming and like mm-hmm. there's so much I'm gonna have to do and I'm so far away from the finish line and all that kind of stuff but I know that in like three weeks I'm gonna be like oh I'm so close to the finish line and it's just kind of <laughs> the last final stretch it, it goes pretty quick yes. like my last day of classes is is two months from today good so, grief yeah and that includes the reading break so it's what like seven weeks of classes or wow. eight weeks including this week or whatever so which will just fly yeah, it's by pretty exciting well. it yeah exactly it'll fly by and just have to keep up and get the work done and that's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's brilliant man i'm so excited for you it's gonna be uh pretty amazing once you're done i know yeah i'm i'm excited i i'm finally past the overwhelm stage of like having to look for jobs what's gonna yes. happen like I, i've finally gotten used to being in school that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and now i'm at the excited stage where it's like okay what's next i'm excited let's get started and yeah almost like impatient to yeah. get to that point now so i was gonna ask if you've gotten to the point if that means you're at the point of like okay i just want this to be done now let's get let's get moving here yeah 
Yeah, I think I was technically at the. I just want this to be done about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I'm. But then that was kind of like the fantasy of like, oh, I'm going to be done soon. I'm excited. Like I can see an. I can see a finish line. Yeah. Uh, but now it's at the point where it's like, oh, this is a, this is actually happening. Like I'm actually almost done. So I kind of had a bit of a freak out phase. Yes. A little meltdown a couple weeks ago, and then I'm. But I'm I'm on track for the excitement again. So <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they always say uh, progress is never a solid straight up. It's a roller coaster, up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely definitely ups and downs for sure. All right, Dan, Mm. that's you. I'm Jeff. Uh, We are... (laughs) We're talking about cafes today. Mm -hmm. That's right. That is correct. And how okay so when i said hey let's talk about cafes what is your definition of a cafe because i'm curious because i thought about that and i was like that's such a broad stroke that it could mean anything so mm. i hope you don't have like a uh like a like a food court <laughs> no 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 no. i i kind of thought of it as like a um i would say like primary coffee place with like mm-hmm. food as well okay uh, um so yeah that's basically what i did <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> Where the main yeah, focus think... is really the coffee. They also have like breakfast items and stuff like that, as people normally will have coffee Sweet. in the morning. So that's kind of where, where my mind went to. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is similar. Mine doesn't necessarily have to, f- my, my definition, I don't think necessarily has to focus on coffee, but mm. it'll almost always have good coffee. And like if you went in and just ordered coffee, it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Um, and I would say by definition, it, does not typically serve dinner yes i yeah, yeah. it's kind of usually like a more that. casual sometimes like counter service or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah okay cool Perfect. we're on the same page that's good <laughs> <laughs> wait that a, good. that's classic us waiting until the last minute to figure out whether we're on the same page or not <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> and yeah um, we always are right. i don't think it's ever bit us in the butt so there you go yet knock on wood all right so i start okay so dan i went recently to a little place that's been on my radar for a while now a friend of ours really wanted us to go uh to this little cafe called humble roots in maple ridge mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool it's this, it's this actually so maple ridge is like quite well spread out and very kind of rural uh in terms of the density it's got a lot of farmland uh, there is kind of like a downtown maple ridge but it's basically just like two streets that intersect where most of the industrial area is and there's a bus loop and stuff Mm -hmm. um and this is maybe five minutes down the road from that kind of more towards the farmland Mm -hmm. and it kind of is side by side with a little uh general store and the buildings are kind of old it's literally across the street from a farm where there's always like horses out grazing um and I don't know, it's maybe 20, 25 seats inside. And uh, yeah, so it's called Humble Roots Cafe and Deli. And it is it is table service, but you go up to pay. You could walk up to the counter and order takeout or just a coffee and leave if you wanted to as well. Um, we went for brunch. They do serve lunch as well, but I'm going to focus mostly on brunch today. So the business is owned by Tyler Tao, and I couldn't actually find really any information. If you go to his LinkedIn, it actually literally just says his name, that he owns the cafe, and then 
and nothing else, <laughs> no history, no picture, nothing. Um, but he is active in the community uh, of Maple Ridge. I saw one article about him and uh, Deep Roots, which is unaffiliated, except for that they, Deep Roots provides uh, produce for Humble Roots. Um, they organized a charity 10K a while ago, and Tyler Tao took part in that as well. And that's literally the only information I could find about him specifically that wasn't on the Humble Roots Cafe website. Um, but he is the owner, and the cafe led by him in 2023 actually won uh, Maple Ridge Pet Meadows Award for uh, Business Professional Under 40. And wow. he won with uh, the cafe, of course. Mm-hmm. So starting from that point, as most of the places that we focus on, there is a very sustainability and local focus at Humble Roots Cafe. They take the time to source produce close by. In fact, the meal that, sorry, in fact, they have about uh, 20 local suppliers that they list on their menu of places that are close by and uh, provide their food. And that includes Hopcott Farms, Panderosa Mushrooms, Golden Ears Cheese Crafters, which are all with in a two block radius of the deli itself mm-hmm. or the cafe itself which is super cool and, and local which we all love um almost everything else comes from bc like of the main kind of featured ingredients but if not that then they seek out specifically uh economic encouraging sustainable and uh local weather within canada for like quebec maple syrup or mm-hmm. or whatever is appropriate for the kind of ingredients they're getting but if it the closer to them basically they can is always preferred they have this nice quote on their website that's kind of their their mission statement yeah and so it's from seed to harvest from our kitchen to your table there is a story told through food Mm. we aspire to share its tales while letting the integrity and passion of our craft shine so what they like to do is they take um, comfortable classics and they kind of elevate them with the Uh, local ingredients and kind of their own little spin on it and what i like about this too is that everything on their menu is very approachable you kind of understand what it is but they're done in a way where it still comes out like a diner plate and it's comforting filling a good value but everything's thought through and everything has like a really good flavor on its own it's not Mm -hmm. just kind of like an afterthought and and kind of slapped together right um so they have on their brunch menu, I want to start with what I ate, which was the mushroom benny. They do it on your classic English mushroom. They bring in local mushrooms, again, from just two blocks away, uh, and wilted greens, red peppers. And then they do something called coddled eggs, which is like doing a poached egg, but you do it in like a steam oven. Mm-hmm. So if you think about, like when I was growing up, my parents had these like egg poacher pans, and they were these little like, uh, they weren't even, they weren't, I don't know if they were plastic or, and they put them on over boiling water, or if they were like silicone and they put them in the oven, but it basically made like what is equivalent to a poached egg without actually like dropping it in the water itself. So it's a little bit more consistent. Um, But then they have these kind of funky like trapezotic shapes to them. So it's kind of like an interesting uh, look, but they're super flavorful. Um, Imagine like cooking it in like a muffin tin or something. Anyway, then they make a collie holly sauce, which I actually 
don't have a lot of information about that sauce, but basically I think they make like a, a hollandaise replica out of cauliflower or like cauliflower as a stabilizer or something. So it's not like egg yolk, so it's a lot lighter, but it still has that really like nice velvety rich flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, that was really, really phenomenal. It was like really rich, but not overpowering. The mushrooms came through beautifully. It had a really good flavor profile to it. It had a little bit of zing from the lemon and the hollandaise sauce. Um, it was served with these really tasty potatoes that were like crispy, but soft and, and fluffy. And it was, it was awesome. And they had a uh, house-made hot sauce that came with it um, that I got as well, which was just like the perfect spice level for breakfast. And it was rich enough that it was super satiating, but it wasn't so heavy that it I felt like fatigued afterwards after eating it. Like, you know how you get like food coma? Yep. So that was really awesome. And then in addition to what I got, there was um, plenty of awesome options. So they had three bennies, including like a classic with ham or bacon. Mm. Uh, and they have one with Hopcott's beef bacon, caramelized onions and mushrooms. So it's kind of like, I guess, like the next tier up a little bit less veg forward than the one I had. Mm. Um, they do a bunch of bowls, which are um, eggs, various different vegetable combinations on top of uh, potatoes, uh, including a breakfast poutine, which is always a wonderful choice on a menu. Oof, is it ever? Yeah. And something about that just like dredged combination between uh, like a, a gravy and a hollandaise sauce gets me every time. This one looks like it's primarily relying on the hollandaise sauce, which would make it a little bit lighter. And then they do pierogies and eggs, which is something that I'm starting to see pop up more and more. And the pierogies are local as well. You can get uh, it's from a company called Veronica's pierogies and they're in Aldergrove. Uh-huh. And you can choose between the butternut or the deluxe pierogies. And then it comes with eggs and sour cream. It's basically like a pierogi plate and then adding eggs awesome and it's funny because like i think that shows up every now and then most more kind of like this style of breakfast and i never really think about it as a thing but it's such a good like it's got it hits all the notes that you're looking for in the kind of like the breadiness and the savory and the deliciousness of the pierogies so it's a great addition i think the place in the um shortcut in gibson's has a pierogi breakfast and a couple other places but i don't see it too often but it's always a great addition to the menu mm-hmm. when i do yeah and then they've got your basic breakfast and uh breakfast sandwiches breakfast burgers kind of things which are awesome as well they do have something for everybody so they've got those nice meat forward breakfasts that you're looking for the classic kind of breakfast they've got vegan options vegetarian options gluten-free options um And if you don't like what you see on the menu or you're looking to add or change something, they have a huge list of add-ons that you can kind of build your own meal as well, which they do quite uh, nicely and are happy to do. My friend that we went with kind of built a meal as well, and it came out kind of exactly as you'd expect, uh, put together and and made into, you know, the meal. Um, they, They even do like vegan egg alternatives for people that don't want to eat eggs. They have like a tofu hat, sorry, tofu scramble. And um, they do like vegan sausages as well. So uh, I find a lot of places that get local meat suppliers to provide a bunch of meats will not typically have a strong vegan offering as an alternative because they're focused so highly on the local kind of farm produce and, and meats that are coming in. But this one obviously has 
something approachable for everybody, which is great. Um, moving on to the lunch menu, they do uh, kind of a similar idea. They have very approachable, um, familiar meals uh, and just kind of keep it with high quality local ingredients. Um, basically shareable like dips and pierogies and falafels. They do sandwiches um, and related like wraps and uh and then salad bowls as well so uh everything on their menu looks super appealing they had when i was there was uh about a week ago or so and they had they were already advertising their valentine's day menu which they were providing and i guess they were opening for dinner for valentine's day and they were doing some very high quality uh elevated foods as well like um like three course meal or four course meal including dessert and it just really showcased like the skill level of the chefs that are there mm-hmm. and it's the kind of it's the kind of place where the food uh outdoes the aesthetics of the building which almost add to the aesthetics of the building that it's like this cute little um location small very ca- casual but you're getting this un- unbelievable meal which is really great and not heavy too which a lot of places like this will rely on really like fatty luxurious foods to kind of uh hit that flavor profile and then i also wanted to highlight uh one of their coffees as well that they have it's mm-hmm. called a maple mist and it's kind of their ver- their their take on a london fog so they serve a london fog as well but yeah. they do a maple mist and they do it with i believe an english breakfast tea and then instead of vanilla syrup they do maple syrup as a sweetener and then and then it's steamed milk on top so it's this kind of um i guess kind of canadian homage to a london fog the the english breakfast cutting the sweetness of the maple and the maple cutting the bitterness of the english breakfast and then what's not to like about a tea latte so yeah and then they have all the classics as well but then having that one it's like hey look we we have this like (laughs) super delicious um unique drink which i I think deserves to be highlighted as well Mm -hmm. and then of course they have an array of milk substitutes and uh flavors that you can add to your drinks if you like as well so um i'm always down for a hazelnut latte in the morning and got myself that now they also serve desserts and bars and sweet treats that you can get over the counter or with your meal as well and then they have a cabinet of uh bottled drinks as well so they've got a variety of kombuchas and different kinds of juices and um they serve and you can also buy like a jar of their uh house-made mayonnaise as well if you want uh, as kind of like a takeaway item nice and yeah so that if you if you're not if you don't find what you're looking for on the coffee menu you can always get one of these uh delicious cold drinks as well and one of them might be making an appearance in a future episode that i'll talk about so Keep your ears out for that. <laughs> oh, and one thing, sorry, one thing I forgot to mention as well is they uh, they do a kind of heat and serve holiday menu. So if you're feeling uh, particularly lazy one Christmas or, or holiday, uh, they will provide you with pre-cooked meals that you can buy per person. And it'll include turkey, ham, bread stuffing, roasted potatoes, maple yams, seasonal vegetables, and house-made cranberry sauce. And then you just kind of take it, pop it in the oven, and reheat it. Mm. And then it's good to go. And then they do a vegan version as well. And then, obviously, you have to pre-order it and you pick it up right before Christmas. But just something to keep in mind if you're headed off to a family event or you're on your own for some Christmas or you don't really feel like making it and you just want to get a a set of them to 
keep your Christmas nice and simple. So love always it. love when places have a good option for that as well. Me too. Those nice to know we'll have a backup if needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you are in the neighborhood in Maple Ridge and you want to get a delicious breakfast or lunch, I highly recommend checking out Humble Roots Cafe. They're located at 13179 224th Street in Maple Ridge. And it's right on the corner. You can't miss it if you're on there. There's street parking and parking in a bit of a lot there as well. And uh, while you're there, check out the corner store next door because they bring in authentic uh, English like candies and and treats and snacks and stuff that uh, are kind of harder to find in the city. So very cool. Uh, yeah, they're on the corner of 224th Street and 132 Ave in Maple Ridge, if that helps. The long uh, addresses always throw me off a little bit. I don't know why. I know, yeah. It's because <laughs> the streets are so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they also do uh, plenty of takeout, delivery, and catering, actually. Nice. So, Dan, my favorite part of the show. We got six of them last week, but we're only doing two this week. I want to know what you've been tasting. Well, one of the uh, special drinks that I got to taste uh, for my birthday I wanted to talk about because it brings up another interesting take on the IPA. And so what I want to talk to you about today is called Blackberry Sprout. It's a spruce tip brute IPA with blackberries. It's by Matt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in this beer, and it's fantastic. It's by Mount Aerosmith Brewery, which is in uh, uh, Parksville, a wonderful brewery that we've uh, grown to love quite a bit. Um, going there a few times, they have wonderful beers on tap and uh, lovely food and a nice little patio that is dog-friendly, so if you're ever in Parksville, don't hesitate to go there. But anyway... Back to the beer. I wanted to talk to you about a Brute IPA, because there's actually a little bit of history behind it. Shocking. I'm looking up yeah. <laughs> little stories and stuff. So the first double IPA was created in 1994, which we believe it was at a brewery called Blind Pig Brewing, which is in Te- Temecula, California. And the brewmaster okay. was named Vinny Solerzo. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, butchered that. Apologies. Apologies. Um, And so ever since then, people have been kind of doing their own take on it. And we've been kind of talking about like the cold IPAs. And that seems to be like a new way of doing it now. Well, there's been tons of them. There's the double IPA, the triple IPA, the brown, uh, red, rye, white IPA, all kinds of stuff. Um, But what was really interesting in um, 2017, there was a uh, brewmaster named Kim Sturtevant. Why why do they have the apologies last names? Apologies. Um, uh, created uh, a little bit of a different take on it, which is the Brute IPA. And so what they worked on was uh, they basically added this enzyme to an IPA that they were creating. And the, that enzyme is amylase glucosidase. And again, pronunciation. I really should have read through this before. Apologies. <laughs> and uh, what what this basically does, what, what the goal of it was, was to create an IPA that was hoppy but not bitter and huh. dry but not sweet. So if you think of like a brute champagne, it's kind of like right. a dry champagne, but a little like a touch of sweetness and stuff, but not overpowering. So um, that was the kind of goal 
with this. And the first one that he called was the Hop Champagne Extra Brut IPA. <laughs> and so um, it was dry and unsweetened, but it allowed like the hops of the individual. Um, it allowed the hops to soak through and shine a little bit more without that kind of bitterness to it. So what you end up getting is, like I said, like a dry but not sweet, uh, but a uh, flavorful but not bitter IPA. And this one actually puts a this this specific one after I read this description I was like yeah that makes a lot of sense because this one has both sweet and a savory flavor profile and mm-hmm. then with the brute IPA the way they create that is using an enzyme that really like bolsters those two concepts in like the most perfect way what you get is this like purpley kind of red color to it nicely fizz not overly fizzy not flat and sweet but not but not too sweet and dry but not too dry with subtle yeah. hints of spruce so you get this kind of like foresty kind of earthy umami flavor profile if you will and then finishes off with like a lovely blackberry finish that um that is not overpowering but also doesn't taste fake it's, yeah, it yeah. tastes like it's real blackberries which i always really appreciate because i don't think you need to make a like a synthetic blackberry <laughs> flavor you just use blackberries <laughs> yeah, yeah um so Can't i thought with that I thought it was brilliant. One of my favorite IPAs probably that I've had. And it it was a really cool uh, opportunity to look into what a Brute IPA was. And uh, I'm glad I did. Sorry, you were able to try this at the brewery itself? No, this was in a can that was... uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I tasted... uh, Gifted to you by your son? Exactly, yeah. The guy with a better (laughs) tasting profile than I do. Right. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And yeah, absolutely brilliant. So the name of it again is Blackberry Sprout, and uh, it's by Mount Aerosmith Brewery in Parksville. So if you see it and you're kind of feeling a little bit adventurous and wanting to try what a Brute IPA is all about um, with some flavors to, behind it, this one is a really good one to start. Amazing. Yes. Perfect. What do you got for me? What have you been tasting? So at the Steel and Oak, where I do run club, I've, I've seen on the shelf in their kind of snacks pile... Uh, for a while now, I've seen this kettle corn uh, from Mike's Kettle Corn. And a few weeks ago, I saw a bag and it was Chicago mix. And I was like, I gotta try that. So I got the bag of Chicago mix and it was also pre-mixed, which is mm. nice. It's not like those industrial bags you get where the, all the caramels on the bottom and the cheddar's on top because they dumped them in one at a time. This is obviously hand mixed and put in. Yeah. As it turns out, it actually is the father's, the, the company of the father of one of the people that works at Steel and Oak. And that kind of what made the connection together. Mm. And he does a bunch of markets and stuff and can be found around the lower mainland. But anyway, it's, was, it's had a really awesome balance between the caramel and the cheddar. The Neither was over powering neither was subdued um found it super addicting flavorful the sweet came out as sweet the cheddar came out as cheddar Mm. and salty and it actually had me go back more which when i went back i got the dill pickle flavor and that was i i thought i had kind of hit the ceiling with the, the chicago mix but i got the dill pickle flavor and it was just this super flavorful really pungent kind of salty and tangy with the dill flavor no perfectly balanced really addicting easy to kind of just kind of house the entire package in one go um (laughs) and i can't find a website i can't find uh 
too much information. Their Instagram has only like six posts on it. Um, they're obviously a very small operation and uh, they have had, from what I can see on their Instagram, they've had a multitude of different flavors and I just want to try them all now. So uh, I'm going to be keeping my eye out for them. Uh, in particular, the caramel, the dill pickle have been great. So now I just want to explore the other flavors. Um, and if you see them out in markets or whatever, make sure to give them a try because they are just so well balanced, really nicely uh, airy, kind of um, not too dense popcorn. It's it's really, really great. I love kettle corn. I love this this brand and, and flavoring for this too. Yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> love it. All right, Dan, tell me about your cafe. Uh, So the cafe that I want to show you, I also went to on my birthday. So there's a little bit of sentimental value towards that. Uh, My wife had picked picked it out and uh, said it was really good. So we just happened to be in the area at the time, decided to get get some coffee uh, from this from this spot. And the cafe is called Artigiano. And you might recognize it because it's oh, yeah, 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 of course. in Vancouver. And they've relatively recently opened a spot in Langford, BC, over here on the island. So um, first off, like you go in, it's a it's a really nice kind of modern style of of cafe. It's lots of light colors and then some like um, naked wood and just like a really nice, pleasant ambiance to go to. Um, And then they really focus their their attention on the coffee itself. So there's a few different things that they do that just really neat that I that I found really neat that produces like a really, really good cup of coffee um but we'll start with the we'll start with the history of artigiano so it was actually started about 20 years ago and it used to be called cafe artigiano i believe it was started it was started by an italian who was living in vancouver at the time i'm not sure if he immigrated there or what the story there is but it was a couple years into him owning it it became incredibly popular with lots of vancouverites and actually celebrities uh, ended up going yeah. here a lot and yeah. uh, so it was bought by um another another group uh and then which they created artigiano which is just basically taking cafe out of the name so right there you go right. trying to make it their own with with, <laughs> ke- with keeping that kind of name brand front and center like i said before they really focus on the quality of the coffee so they don't use automatic espresso machines um everything that they uh, sell there is um locally sourced with in- organic ingredients when possible uh, for food and other uh, things that they sell there. Um, they also select their farmers from around the world by making sure they sign like long-term partners in business uh, so that just even if there's dips in the market, they are still providing the farmers with livable wages and stuff like that. Um, with the beans themselves, they bring all of their beans to a single spot in Burnaby and roast them uh, in their own unique way. Oh, And so what, what you get from this is a consistent Consistent and what they describe perfect cup of coffee every time. So what's really interesting is they actually for their uh, workers they have something called the academy. So when you start with uh, um, Artigiano, you start as a protege, which is your first three months, and you learn the basics 
and then uh, learn the practical uh, skills that you need to be a, a barista. And then you, after that, the protégés will uh, be trained as baristas, which are le- uh, learn from the masters on the and artisans in the on the team, which is another levels of coffee makers. And uh, this one is building a knowledge ar- around coffee. And then you're able to c- compete in competitions and experiment with latte art, which is kind of neat. Um, wow. Then uh, the next level is a mentor. So it's kind of the uh, the middle of the road, and you're kind of helping to train the the proteges, etc. And then the next two levels are the artisans and the masters. So this is uh, the artisans start with a quite a large amount of coffee education and craft uh, that uh, actually includes theory, lab time, and uh, skills stations to expand your skills, which I thought was really really neat. Um, And obviously, master. I I will say, I will say that anytime I've gone there, it's like very articulate. Like the art and everything is like perfectly done. Totally. So I think each store has like a master and an artesian at least, and so then they they can train the uh, the the newbies, if you will, the proteges and the baristas. So I think it's kind of just like a neat way to to give like your employees something to look forward to and something to work towards if they if they choose to. yeah, and then uh, it kind of gives you career because you can kind of work your way up the academy portion of it, and uh, they there are given opportunities to create new drinks within the within the cafes. They can compete locally and nationally as well, which is really cool. And then oh, cool. as the higher levels, you're able to um, provide uh, ideas to like management on ways to give back to the community uh, for their local cafe, uh, the cafe, which is oh super cool. Um, awesome, and not something that I. I know of uh, in other cafes so but yeah I'm not saying yeah. that they don't have it i just haven't uh, haven't actually seen it yeah or at least not at the scale that they are no they're advertising yeah. it and stuff like that like yeah. this is how we this is how we do it which is kind of pretty sweet another really great thing that they are really focused on that we talk about a lot is sustainability so for the last they actually were when uh local government municipalities were uh discussing legislation on single-use utensils and cups mm-hmm. and stuff uh, and banning yeah. them they were kind of ahead of the game and or had already figured out recyclable and reusable and have actually put in programs to encourage guests to bring their own uh, reusable containers so every time you bring your own reusable mug or choose to save for a coffee in a ceramic cup you get 25 cents off your coffee which is kind of cool mm-hmm. and coffee drink if they're for whatever reason they have to use single use cups uh, they've actually inc- added 25 cents and all of the uh, the 25 cents levies are then placed into sustainable a sustainable fund and applied towards other waste reducing programs awesome like i said before there's uh, local and organic gr- uh, ingredients for all their baked goods breads milks and drinks whenever they're able to they support f- uh, coffee bean farms that are using uh, traditional and organic methods with minimal synthetic inputs and then they also donate their coffee grounds to local gardeners for composting um, and the, the reason that they wanted to consolidate their green coffee inventory was for sustainable pu- purposes because then they can cut the green coffee transportation in emissions in half once mm-hmm. they reach North America Yeah, they also uh, encourage upcycling of their burlap sacks and so r- try it uh, they they don't take samples uh, through the burlap sacks because then they break and then they spill coffee beans everywhere. So they do it before it's actually packaged. So they're not wasting burlap sacks so they can keep reusing them. 
Right. Um, you might know a little bit more about this, but eco chit cashier receipts are used. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there, it's just recycled paper is used for the um, the papers that print out for all their receipts and and their internal like like you know when you know when um, it'll print like a little ticket and mm-hmm. then they'll put the ticket up on the espresso bar yeah. and then that'll say like what the drink is and then they can put that up for the guest to see. Yeah. That's the company is called eco chit and oh. it's like a recycled paper because normally that's used new paper. Right. And it's one thing in like restaurants and anywhere where receipts are printed it's just such an easy swap mm-hmm. uh, to recycle the paper it just makes it yeah so anyway that's what that is so. okay cool there are double uh, walled recyclable cups uh, reduce the usage of sleeves they also have recyclable lids paper straws and recyclable coffee bags and with these programs since 2019 they have diverted over 110,000 single use cups from the landfill wow they added a little n- note about compostable packaging and, and they said at this time our local minute municipalities are unable to commercially compost packaging that is marketed as being compostable therefore we don't feel comfortable switching to compostable packaging instead we focus on efforts on reusables and encouraging a reduction in single-use items and as a last resort facilitating recycling options so if if there's somebody thinking like oh why don't they just move to that well there's actually a reason behind that and i and Mm -hmm. that might have changed since this uh part of their website i don't actually know 100 percent, but yeah i'm sure if it becomes available to compost this packaging within the municipalities they'll probably jump right on that yeah the organics containers are difficult Mm -hmm. because the a lot of them don't actually they don't actually work in the way that our organic systems work and so they have to go to like an industrial um compost Mm. place and Mm. so and people aren't going to do that so it's it's actually worse to put them in because then it's treated as garbage so Anyway, yeah, there's there's a lot of kind of back and forth with that versus recycling, etc. Interesting. Mm-hmm. In terms of the coffee itself, um, my wife and I had their uh, featured coffees, which were a, a cardamom latte, which oh, was delicious. absolutely delicious. That was my wife that got that. And I got a rosemary vanilla latte, which was the perfect combination, kind of like the beer of sweet and savory. It was... Ah. Awesome. wonderfully done the coffee was extraordinarily smooth uh the milk they used uh was uh perfect i think i asked for oat milk i've been on a bit of an oat milk kick lately i just like the earthiness yeah. that it brings to it and it just gives it a yeah. different dimension i find to the coffee it's delicious it's amazing it's awesome <laughs> um but you can also get your regular coffee so they have espresso americanos cappuccinos flat whites macchiatos caramel macchiatos all the good one one that i hadn't seen before was a spanish latte which is a espresso so with a touch of condensed milk for a slight sweetness and richness, right? Which is neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, they also do some iced drinks, um, which is uh, Cafe Fredo, which is Artigi- Artigiano's own blended summer drink, which is literally their description. I don't know what else it means. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's similar. When I look at a picture of it, it looks similar to what like Tim's does for like an ice cap. Right. And from their bakery, we didn't actually end up getting it since we just had lunch, but they have uh, almond, they have croissants, like almond croissants, chocolate croissants. They have uh, brownies. Uh, They've got some organic heirloom carrot cake with brown butter cream cheese frosting. They do some parfaits as well. And then they have some vegan options. So they have a coconut lemon loaf and a banana bread. Those are both vegan. Um, For lunch, you have um, a classic like breakfast sandwich with ham and cheddar. There's also a ham and cheese breakfast wrap. And then they have a, their vegetarian option is a truffle mushroom breakfast wrap, which I'm oh, going, wow. definitely going to have I, to try. 
I I've had it. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's very very good. <laughs> On their seasonal menu, they also are carrying in certain locations, uh, are uh, like ham and cheese sandwiches and artis- uh, different kinds of artisanal sh- sandwiches. I find that they, in terms of because I guess they're franchises, there's not too many like features on their website themselves. Um, uh, so I'm assuming they're different from store to store. Um, okay. But I could be wrong about that. Um, their seasonal menu, it looks like they ha- they do some iced drinks, so they do a Spanish cream cold brew. They've got a passion fruit shaken sunset sencha, which is a lot to say, um, <laughs> and a shaken strawberry guava splash, and then a lavender cream iced fog, which sounds absolutely Ooh. delicious. And if it wasn't really cold out, I probably would have gotten that. So lots to lots to order off the menu. They also carry locally um, sourced kombuchas. Um, I've off the top of my head, I've completely forgot about what they um which one it is uh and then you can obviously buy their coffee beans um and this brings me to my next interesting thing about this cafe is they a support a program called uh the mayan harvest women's group and so what this is is a uh, group of uh it's a group of 168 locally or sorry family-owned farms in the community of bella vista in the state of chiapas mexico and the woman named rosalba sifu Fuentes Tovia. I'm so sorry if I pronounce that wrong. Apologies. <laughs> um, gathered the a community of small farm plot, small plot farms, so averaging about five acres each, and kind of grouped them together. And what they uh, and this allows them to get kind of your small batch coffee beans with uh, kind of flavor profile and that kind of like small batch uh focus on taste uh but then also right. helping each family uh sell more beans in order to uh have them uh have a livable wage and able to provide for their family so it's yeah, a awesome. really really cool practice that i never heard about so we ended up grabbing a ba- bag of their beans and that's next on the list to be uh grinded up and tried so i'll have to let you know how that is maybe in our next episode we'll do a little yeah, we'll, we'll do a little throwback so just- i um i i noticed they also do um like subscriptions for their beans too and they'll they'll send you and you can buy in three quarter two pound or five pound bags too which is which is great great yeah i'm very much there's a few you're gonna sorry if i stole that from you (laughs) no 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 no. uh i uh i'm glad you brought that up Um, so that's, uh, what I have for you, uh, Artigiano Cafe. There's multiple uh, locations in, uh, started in, in Vancouver, moved to the island and yeah. North Vancouver as well. And then they've just recent, relatively recently opened a couple of cafes in Calgary as well. So they're slowly oh, expanding as well. So no need to put in a specific address because they're all over the lower mainland and uh, some of the islands. Well, why don't so I just obviously... name off every single one? That way their listeners know exactly where to go. <laughs> If you okay. want to see the, all the locations, uh, <laughs> you can go to the website of cafeartigiano.com forward slash pages forward slash locations forward slash BC. The one in Victoria, right. however, I will say the address because that's one that I went to. Yes, yeah, please. Is found in uh, West Shore Mall, and the actual address is number 142-2945 Jacklin Road, Victoria, BC. More specifically, Amazing. Langford. Perfect, 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 perfect. I didn't realize they were BC-based. I didn't either. And then I had to double check and really make sure that it was BC based to start with because I saw BC yeah. and Alberta locations. I'm like, okay, I got to do my homework a little bit here. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, they've got, I mean, I grew up on the North Shore, and so they've been around. I, I'm familiar with them. I think the first location on the North Shore was at Park Royal, and so they were kind of like mm. this higher-end version of a coffee shop there, and they've expanded extensively since then. So Yeah, yeah, they're doing quite yeah, well. There, there always seems to be one nearby. Yes, which is kind of nice, I guess, because it seems like yeah. they're doing uh, a lot of, like, they're doing, they're obviously expanding a lot, but they're also yeah. keeping it kind of small batch size somehow if that makes sense yeah which is really yeah, and cool. like you, you don't want it to be oversaturated and but you still want it to have its kind of um you want to have its essence still right totally. so that's that's great yeah they've been balancing that's that awesome quite well actually i was uh quite intrigued by a lot of the stuff that they did and the coffee was really good yeah and uh next time i'll probably get just like an americano or something and see what yeah see what the buzz is about but that rosemary vanilla latte <laughs> buzz yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us at Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. You can also now connect with us on Untapped. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next. And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep it tasty. Nice. Yeah, so it's got it's it's usually like one third caramel corn and three quarter or one third caramel corn wait. One third caramel corn and two thirds cheese, or like one quarter caramel and three quarter cheese. Cheddar. Uh, how am I going to end this? <laughs> <laughs>